0: Our scripture reading for today is from the Gospel of Luke, the fourth chapter, beginning with the 14th verse, the story of the beginning of Jesus' Galilean ministry. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you, Barry, for reading that
1: scripture from Luke's gospel. That passage always reminds me of a story I read many years ago that's always been imprinted in my brain. It's a a story about three men at a construction site, and all three of them were pushing wheelbarrows filled with sand. And this reporter came up and asked each of them the same question. First man, he said, what what are you doing? And, And the first man said, well, I'm taking this wheelbarrow and bringing it over here and we're gonna mix concrete and we're gonna use it as mortar to put bricks up on that building. And the second man, also with a wheelbarrow full of sand, came up and the reporter said, what are you doing? He said, I'm working for this construction company and they pay me to do this so that I can provide food and housing for my family. And then the third man came up. He, too, was pushing a wheelbarrow full of sand. And the reporter said, what are you doing? And this man pushed, put the wheelbarrow down for a minute, and he looked up at the reporter and he said, I am part of a team, and we are building this hospital. And this hospital is going to provide comfort and health and healing for hundreds of men and women and children. All three were doing the same thing, weren't they? But this one man seemed to have an intention about what he was doing. Jesus seems to identify with that third man who was pushing the wheelbarrow full of sand. When he was in the synagogue at the very beginning of his his Galilean ministry, as Barry alluded to, And there in the synagogue at Nazareth, his home synagogue, Jesus was able to unroll the the scroll of the prophet Isaiah to what is now listed as the 61st chapter and read these very powerful 51 words. And as he did, he sat down and said to the people, in those words you just heard me read, I am doing God's will. And it is being fulfilled today in your hearing. Jesus was able to claim the words of Isaiah to be the clear intentions of his ministry. And they seemed to be five very clear intentions. He said, my intention in my public ministry will be to proclaim God's good news to the poor, and that was good news of God's grace that overcame all guilt. It was God's good news to everyone that there was always hope, and this message that he proclaimed was to the poor. But it wasn't just to those who didn't have money. It was primarily to all those who didn't have hope, many of whom had no hope because of their gender, or their age, or because of a malady they had, or some kind of cultural bias imprinted upon them. Jesus came to proclaim a message of hope, primarily to women and children, to lepers, to all those who felt like they were on the outside looking in, to the Gentiles. All these people were living with a message of bad news. And he came to them to proclaim good news. Jesus came to proclaim release to the captives. His ministry was a ministry of opening doors of possibility to people who were locked up in cages of pessimism. They were captives who were not just in jail, but they were captives who were trapped. Trapped in Prisons of self-image, trapped in a society that had said to them, you are not free. And so Jesus came to open the doors to prostitutes, to tax collectors. He told the story about a runaway boy who had ruined his life and how that boy was given new hope by his father. Over and over again, Jesus kept opening up doors of possibilities to those who had felt trapped. Jesus said, I've come to, pro- to offer sight to those of you who are blind. He came to provide sight to those who are blind physically, To those who were blind spiritually, did you know there are 43 references to blindness in the four Gospels? And over 200 times, Jesus talked about seeing something. The shepherds saw angels, and they went to Bethlehem to see the newborn Savior. The wise men saw a star and followed it and offered their gifts to the new Messiah. And in John's Gospel, it is said that those who sat in darkness saw a great light. Over and over again, Jesus invited people to see that the kingdom of God was at hand. And the parables he told, and the miracles that he did, and the healings that he performed. I think one of the most powerful is in Mark's gospel. It's a man called Blind Bartimaeus. Did you know he was the only person named given a name in all the miracle stories? And, and in Mark's gospel, here's old Bartimaeus sitting at the roadside, and he calls out, Jesus, Son of God, Son of David, I want to see again. Bartimaeus was given sight, I believe, because he had insight. And all of Jesus' ministry was about helping people see again. See things as they had never seen them before. Jesus said the Spirit of the Lord was upon him because he was able to help the oppressed go free. Those who were burdened, down and oppressed He invited to come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, to take my yoke upon you because my yoke is easy, my burden is light. The ministry of Jesus was a ministry of helping lift up the burden off of people who were worn down. That's what he did with the woman caught in adultery, didn't he? That's what he did with those those who were laying on beds of sickness, who were paralyzed. He told them, stand up, pick up your bed, walk. That's what he did with those who were experiencing this incredible oppression of grief. A parent's grief over a dead little girl who... He simply took the little girl's hand and said, Wake up, little girl. Come here. And their grief was gone. A widow whose son was being carried in a funeral procession, he touched and said, Live again. And to Mary and Martha, who were grieving over the death of their brother, who was already in the grave and the stone was rolled over it. And he said to Lazarus, Come out. And all of those people experienced joy when they had been burdened down with grief. And then finally Jesus was able to proclaim the year of God's favor. Now I don't think he came to kind of offer the right formula to the year of God's favor that's written about in Leviticus 25 with so many complicated formulas that somehow or another That 49th year never seemed to be able to be calculated in such a way that the jubilee of God never seemed to be celebrated. No, but Jesus was a here and now Savior, not a one of these days kind of Savior. It was Jesus who said, the kingdom of God is in your midst. It's at your fingertips, if you will. He was a today kind of Savior you remember Zacchaeus up in the tree, the tax collector? He goes in and eats with Zacchaeus, and they walk out, and Jesus says, Today, salvation has come to this man and his whole household. And even on the cross, as Jesus is dying, he says to that thief, Today, you will be with me in paradise. And there in the synagogue in Nazareth at the beginning of his ministry, Jesus says, Today this vision of Isaiah is being fulfilled in my ministry. In all that I say, in all that I do. And after Jesus was resurrected in John's gospel, there is this very interesting story Jesus appears in the upper room with His disciples. And in John's Gospel it says, and He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Be filled with God's Holy Spirit. I believe Jesus was breathing into them His intention, the same intention He declared at the beginning of His ministry. He now breathes on those disciples. And he says, go out and do what I did. Bring good news. Tell the people who have been experiencing criticism and guilt, there is grace and acceptance in God's love. Go tell those people who, have, who are oppressed, who are trapped by prejudice, you are accepted. In God's grace, go out, he said to those disciples, and go to those who are blinded by by harshness and cruelty. Look, can you see joy and peace? Go out to those who are burdened down with shame and hate and lift them up and say, stand up, receive God's blessing.'" receive God's love. And go out and say to the people, the favor of God is not coming one of the these days. It's here. It's now. You know, I think I think these are the things that everyone needs to hear and experience, not just back then, but even now. And Jesus says you and I are his way To make that a reality. That was Jesus' intention then. It's Jesus' intention now. My question is what's your intention? Are you going to, or are you just going to go around pushing your wheelbarrow? In the name of the Father. Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.